Live from the Business Radio X studio, welcome to Time Well Spent with Julie Hullock, your source for inspiring stories of busy people who have made more time to do what they love. Now, here's your host, Julie Hullett. Well, hello, everyone. I'm so glad you could join us today. I'm privileged to announce that our guest is Christy Wilson. Uh, She's a dear friend and a business partner. She is the CEO and owner of Wilson Group Real Estate Services. Now, I could do an entire show on your involvement, Christy, as a corporate citizen in Nashville, but I have very limited time. So, (laughs) (laughs) But I want to say welcome. We're just so glad you're here. Thanks, Julie. I am so excited to be here. I've listened to several of your podcasts and enjoy you, of course, and enjoy the content. So I'm excited to be a part of this. Thank you. And, And as I said, corporate citizen, there's so many things you're involved in nonprofits, corporate events. You're on hundreds of boards. I'm sure they're all glad to have you. You've made such a contribution to Nashville. You've won multiple awards. And um, I know several things about you. I do know you have your own podcast called Moving Up. And I've also listened to that and learned every single time I do. So running an incredible real estate business, I think I read you had 70 plus agents, right? In the we middle. Hit 80. We hit 80. 80 last week. Excellent. Congratulations. Yay. Thank you. And it's obviously a crazy time for the market and the economy. And we'll get back into that a little bit. But I want to know, um, when you were a kid, was it sort of predestined that you were going to go into that business or did you want to be a teacher or I guess, how did you get from A to B? Great question. So I grew up in a real estate family. My father started in real estate in 1968. Um, He started Continual Learning Institute, which is the premier um, instructor or school that you go to get your real estate license. I worked for him there in high school. And then in college, I worked as a real estate appraiser. So I kind of wanted to go into, I, I, I didn't want to go into real estate sales, interestingly enough. I mean, and through my life, like when I was probably in middle school, I wanted to be an archaeologist. Um, in high school, I wanted to be an entrepreneur of some sort in the real estate space, but not a real estate agent. And then in college, I wanted to go into corporate America and be work my way up to be a VP or CEO of, of some big corporate thing. I fell into real back into real estate after doing many of those things and just decided, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. My dad never forced me to go into it. And so I licensed right after high school in, um, but did not start selling until 1994. Day one, I never looked back. I was like, I found it. This is it. This is my calling. I'm in my flow. And I've loved every bit of it ever since. That's excellent. I mean, so a few people get that honor and privilege, you know, and and, and you're obviously, you do love it because you're so good at it. And that keeps going and going and going and all your energy that you give to people. I know that um, you've helped me personally with the sale of a couple of homes. You've helped several of my clients and your company motto is love where you live. I love where I live every single day. And the clients I've, that you've worked with me um, together, they feel the same way. So that that's just wonderful. Um, 
I know you've been very supportive of me personally and professionally. I know you help women a lot in your um, nonprofit work. I know you've been very active in Habitat for Humanity, which certainly gives back a lot to single women and other families as well. On a personal note, um, I know you like shoes and (laughs) travel. True. Good wine. True. Laughing. Yeah, very, very true. Okay. What makes you laugh every time? So people who are around me know I have a very low entertainment scale. I mean, (laughs) it makes me laugh. I'm just, luckily, I find humor in so much. Um, I try to find more humor in myself as I've gotten older and not take myself so seriously because when I was a baby agent, when I was trying to get my business off the ground, I was 24 seven work, work, work. I still played hard. I've always worked hard, play hard, but I would really beat myself up for not being perfect in the business or anything. And the beauty of getting older and wiser is that I actually feel like I'm getting younger because I find more things funny interesting, um, non-judgmental, you know, you just look at that and, and laugh. So, uh, yeah, I just have a, I think I just have a happy heart. That's great. That is great. And it shows. <laughs> Thanks. Right now, I just can't even think about the real estate market without getting a headache. And mm-hmm. I don't know how you do it day in, day out. It's so crazy. And, you know, I bought my first home in 1990 and my mortgage rate was 9.99 and I was thrilled mm-hmm. because it was under 10%. Sure. And pe- right. And people now are crying about four and five. So how do you navigate that? I guess what, what strikes you about the market? I mean, you've been through hundreds of cycles, obviously. So yeah. overall, what's your view of the world right now in that regard? You know, I'm of the mindset that it's always a good time to buy or sell. You know, real estate is driven by so much more than your ROI. It has to do with shelter for you and your family. It has to do with your spiritual health. It has to do with where you lay your head at night, where you feel safe, where you feel secure. So people just focus on the numbers and the reason. And I get this all the time. Oh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to redo my kitchen if I'm not going to get every dime back out of it. And my answer to that is, how long are you going to be in this house, do you think? Probably 10 years. I'm going, so what's what's the ROI on your enjoyment of a kitchen when you love to cook versus, oh, what if I don't get all my money back out of it? So I really help people understand their emotional ROI in their housing, hence love where you live, as well as the dollar ROI. Um, Right now, the market People were freaking out about interest rates. Nashville did not put the brakes on in real estate. The foot came off the gas a little bit, but the brakes did not go on. And now interest rates have ticked back down closer to 5%. They got up close to six. They've ticked back down closer to five. The the mortgage interest rate, they built it in high. And so now they can come down a little bit. I don't know why Fannie and Freddie and the Fed, it makes me crazy when they do all that. But that to be said, it was bound to happen that Nashville would start to normalize. So right now we're just looking at, okay, are we, is this our new normal or is this just a normal August? To me, this feels like a very normal August. If this was 2019, no one would be blinking. But we were in a vortex of crazy in 20 and 21. 
that we had never seen before. Not sure if we'll see it again in our lifetime. We may, I don't know, but um, I just feel like we are starting to normalize and stabilize in Nashville and nothing could feel better to me. Good, good. Well, And I also think what might contribute to that also, obviously, is the growth here. You know, um, I've been back to Nashville since 2000 and we've been on this trajectory, but it seems like about the last six years, and you may have different insight, we've been on warp speed. I mean, we've become a destination city. There's all these hotels being built. You know, there's all this influx. I'm, I'm a little concerned about that. I, I'm all for growth and progress, and I like all the new options we have. But if you were going to give advice to the Nashville leadership, and that's the mayor, the convention center, all the sports teams that are coming in here, what, what would you say to them? What advice would you give? My first bit of advice is let's manage the growth so that everyone is experiencing a positive return of Nashville's growth. I'm seeing so much. I mean, it's all so much outside money coming in here. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it's out of control. Um, I've always said, well, for the past two years, I say, can we just put a bowl on the city and say, we're full. You can't come here anymore. You know, just give us six months to catch up. That, of course, will not work. So managing the growth first and foremost is important. And the next big piece that we, it gets talked about, but no solution has come up with is we've got to fix our education system here, our school system. Families will stop coming to Davidson County if they, if our schools don't become a viable option for um, the average family moving here. We're seeing these high, high end expensive homes coming into our neighborhoods um, with people thinking, well, if um, I don't like the public school, I can send my kids to a private school. Well, newsflash, our schools right now are full of every child from California, Chicago, New England. Our private schools are full and not taking on new students unless perhaps they're a legacy student. So we have got to get our education system, our K through 12 working. And that, that I think would also help tremendously. I agree 100%. And I think maybe you should consider a side hustle as a local politician. (laughs) Well, we, I've been talked to about that, but um, uh, real estate is so much more fun. (laughs) (laughs) Good answer. Every day is a joy. I think in my business, I've had maybe three days out of 28 years that I'm like, I can't do this another day. So I think I'm on a good run. Yeah, I agree. I agree. With all the things you're involved in, how do you find true Christy time? I mean, how do you, are you able to turn all that off? I can now. I mean, it took me a long time to get here. Um, well, I say that I don't want to sleep at night. I mean, my, the chatter in my head is ridiculous. So that's luckily I can go on little sleep. I'm finding because my brain doesn't get still, but I am a travel bug. I mean, you've seen my Facebook, my Instagram. I mean, I'm just, I, I go and, um, like I'm, I'm leaving Friday for San Diego to sail on an America's cup sailboat. I'm so excited about that. That's something I've never done before. So I just, I find fun trips to do is how I totally unplug. 
And I check in, don't get me wrong. I don't just leave it. I still check in and make sure everything's fine. Or if people need me, I'm just a phone call away. But uh, truly that adage of, if you love what you do, it doesn't feel like work. And so sometimes it does feel like work, but oftentimes it doesn't. And when my agents are calling me, they need me and I'm happy to be there and still be relevant in their jobs, in their careers. That's great. So you're able to get out there and take a break, still feel like you're managing what's going on at home or not managing, but you're there to support them, which is Correct. obviously important on both sides. Mm-hmm. If you woke up tomorrow and there was not one thing on your calendar, nothing. I know that's impossible to visualize, but just. Sure. I, I, I love, I love where you're going though. <laughs> so look at a blank. I, I, I put that on my vision board. <laughs> So look at a blank sheet on uh, tomorrow, and I think that's the 17th, and um, tell me what you would do all day long. Oh, my gosh. I think I would work in my yard. I never get to work in my yard anymore, so I love working in my yard. I love sitting by my pool. I would go to the Tennessee State Museum. Um, For those of y'all who don't know, the Tennessee State Museum, I went probably three years ago, right after it first opened, the museum. It is fascinating, the history of our state. So I'd actually go spend time there. I'd probably go to Cheekwood, spend time there, go on a hike, maybe go to a movie, maybe finish things. Um, I've got 10 books on my bookshelf too that are on my bedside table that need to be read. I would fill it up and find some friends and we'd go have cocktails after. Okay. That sounds like a great day to me. <laughs> you want to go? Yeah, I'm in anytime. Because <laughs> your um, days are as empty as mine. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, the museum, I'm so glad you brought that up. I do refer a lot of clients there, especially when they first moved to Nashville. And to your point about the kids, their children's education mm-hmm. section is phenomenal, I think. Yeah. They just did a beautiful job. And what I really love about it is they use like Tennessee limestone and yes. wood from our trees, you know, it just, I, I just think that's a beautiful thing. I really They do. did an amazing, amazing job. And I think it's so underscored of how amazing it, I, I never hear about it, mm-hmm. um, but it's just, I mean, I don't hear people just talking about it. So Agreed. went to the, um, their patrons dinner Saturday night, the fundraiser for the Tennessee Waltz, which is the big event that helps fund that. And just talking about how they've been curating everything and what they do and how they got some of the things in there. It's just awesome. It is. Smarter people than me. And maybe that feeds my archaeologist soul from when I was in fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Have you dug anything up in your backyard you can share with us? Oh, gosh. (laughs) think so but I just bought a new house not that I'm moving to it but just a, it's a, a, a second home and I can't wait to dig over there so oh, great we find okay good well um is there anything new going on with uh Wilson Group you want to share with us today well for those of you who don't know my company is a one of the very few left-standing boutique real estate firms that is not owned by a national franchise or um, private equity firms. We are all Nashvilleian, Nashvilleian owned and operated since 1988. And my dad started our company then and I grew it bigger than I ever thought. I I thought I'd grow up to 25 agents. 
And that was probably in 2015. And it just kept coming and going and it's been great. But we also have a full service property management division, Julie. We manage other people's rentals and we've got about 275 doors under management right now. Um, so if someone's interested in investment property, but don't want, don't know how to manage it or don't want the stress of managing it, like what you do, you know, time management, this takes that off of them and lets them go do what they want to do. And we just take care of all the headache of what it feels like to have property. I mean, to have investment property. So uh, I was trying to think about on your, being on your show and my time management. I'm probably the worst person to talk about time management because I feel like I can get 24 hours done in about eight hours and then bedtime rolls around. And so I don't sleep and think about all the things I didn't get done, but I'm very inspirational in my calendar. Good. So, well, in the rental market today, that's just got to be a sweet spot, no doubt. It really is. And it always has been during the recession of 08 to 10. The, the, although the values were tanking, rents were going up because so many people were moving out of their houses into rental property. And that's where we really, you know, grabbed the bull by the horns and went full throttle on property management. And it's been a great decision um, of happenstance, right? Where you make lemons out of lemonade. Yep. Margaritas out of lime. <laughs> so it's, yeah. And so we're always looking for new opportunities there of, how we can help people by managing their property um, and ideally selling them a property and then managing it for them. Okay. I will definitely keep that in mind. Yeah. Thank you. Sure. We're going to move now to a lightning round. You know how that works. Okay. All right. So coffee or tea? Coffee. Window or aisle? Oh, I should prepare for that one. You know, it doesn't matter to me. Sometimes I want the aisle. Sometimes I want the window. Okay. Dinner in or dinner out? (laughs) Really, I'm not good at lightning. Um, I eat out so much. I love eating in if I have a friend to share it with. If I'm home by myself, I'm just going to eat cheese. (laughs) The single girl's friend. (laughs) Right. All right. Staycation or vacation? Mm, I've never done a staycation, so I guess I'd have to say vacation. Okay. Well, I'm not even, I shouldn't even ask the next one, introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. Yeah, I think we can skip that. All right. (laughs) Mountains or the beach? Beach. Last, if you had a time machine, what decade would you go visit? Ooh, your questions are amazing. I would probably go to the 20s during, you know, flappers and um, fun parties, like the Great Gatsby type era. Mm-hmm. The, clothes, like, the clothes, the clothes, the clothes were so cool. So cool. <laughs> but I like the 50s. I like the clothes from the 50s. Mm-hmm. You know me, I love clothes, fashion, shoes, handbags, hats. Um, so there's fun fashion everywhere. And also, I I would love to have, um, I love Laura Ingalls Wilder growing up. So being a prairie girl, I wouldn't mind being, you know, the mid to late 1800s on the prairie with the Wilder family. I mean, with the Ingalls family. I'm visualizing you. Yeah, pigtails. Pigtails and a bonnet. <laughs> I don't think it's your best look, but. 
determined. And I'm a big fan of deodorant. So yeah. <laughs> that would have been a rough, a rough uh, century for me. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, to wrap up, where can our listeners connect with you online, social media, et cetera? Sure. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn as Christy Wilson. Um, and I have, my podcast is the moving up podcast with Christy Wilson. We're on Spotify, Apple iPod. I mean, Apple, um, podcast and is it Amazon? I think, or something there's, there's a third one that my marketing director tells me about. Okay. But Julie, I can't wait to have you on my podcast because you are so kind to interview me, but what Julie does for my clients and for me is spectacular. They sometimes will give Julie as a gift. I know that sounds crazy, but to my clients after closing, and she is just such a game changer in their lives. And they're very, very busy people. And you give them that freedom to spend time with their kids or if they travel a lot to take care of everything around their household and their life in Nashville. So I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your kind words. Easy to say. <laughs> and thanks again for being here. Thank you all for listening. If you have questions about the podcast, please connect with me on LinkedIn or Instagram. I answer all messages. Thanks again, and I will see you soon. Now, here's a time-saving tip to help you make time to do more of what you love. They say time is money, but I believe our time is more valuable than money. In fact, I consider time to be our most precious resource. The next time a project arises, rather than thinking about how much money your time is worth, consider the opportunity cost of doing something yourself. What do you have to say no to in order to say yes to take on this task? You can't put a price tag on a once-in-a-lifetime travel opportunity or time with your growing children. You may find that paying money for someone else to handle the job is well worth the time you gain. Thanks for tuning in to Time Well Spent with Julie Hullett. This show is brought to you by Julie Hullett Concierge, LLC, a personal concierge service in Nashville, Tennessee. Learn more at juliehullett.com.